Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. And welcome to Land Parties, episode 47, brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, sponsored by Bet Online. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my good friend, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, my friend? My weekend was good. As you know, I've kind of been dabbling in VR, uh, so I played Super Hot, which is a really fun game. It kind of makes you feel like an action star. And a little bit like you're in the Matrix, so I'm always down for that since I love that series so much. Ryan, how was your weekend? It was good. I was, you know, I, I've been on that. Uh, I've been playing. I'm, I'm working through multiple games. I've got Watchdog Legions. Uh, I'm close. I'm pretty sure I'm close to finishing that. Uh, we've got Spider-Man, obviously Destiny 2. Uh, you know what I mean? That weekly grind and whatnot. So it was good. I I, I played some Zombies uh, with some friends, chilled out. It was nice because we were traveling uh, the week before that. So it was kind of nice to be able to just relax in your own bed, in your own house. Uh, we got the Christmas tree up and whatnot. Uh, so it, it was it was fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, enough about us, though. Uh, who, who do we got today? <laughs> we have one of the most prolific voice actors in the business, somebody that I've been super excited for this chance to get to talk to. Dave Fenoy is joining us. You know him from roles in Arkham Knight, Telltale's Batman series, Gears 5, Rage 2, a ton more, and of course, as the voice of Lee in Telltale's The Walking Dead series. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, and and thank you for having me. Um, you know, I was afraid you were going to read all my credits there, and <laughs> been on more than 400 games, and uh, you... It just and would have gone show. on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Uh, again, we appreciate it, and we we can't wait to, to jump in and talk with you. First, though, we want to hit some gaming news. Obviously, this week, tomorrow, as of the release of this episode, is the Game Awards show, and we kind of wanted to, to sit down a little bit and take a look at the games, figure out what we thought might be the game of the year Lucas, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, who's up for nomination and and kind of what, what are you leaning towards? Yeah, first of all, I, I like this time of year because we get to celebrate gaming and that's always a good thing, right? Especially in a year like this, to get this variety of titles out there and nominated is really cool to see. And so that that's awesome. So for game of the year, uh, we've got Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. So if you want to talk about like a giant wide spectrum of games, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find that further th from here. You know, it's funny because it seems like The Last of Us Part Two would be the smart choice if you were a betting man. Um, I was going to make the case for Animal Crossing, and here's why. I don't necessarily think it's the best game, 
but it was like the best game for the moment that it came out in. You know, with quarantine had just started when this game was released, and my goodness, was there a more perfectly timed game than that this year? And like that whole how big it got because of the circumstances. That's my pick. Animal Crossing is my pick, just just for that reason. Yeah, and and you know what I mean. I can I feel like I can uh, relate to you on that. I, I feel like with within the circumstances of uh, you know of COVID and and people going on lockdown, it really was a game that came out of left field that people really kind of gravitated towards. You've been able to uh, you know go and, and go on your friend's island. It really gave us something to occupy our minds and kind of get away from the situation that we're in right now at least you know presenting a, a nice escape that continues to be popular you've got uh, 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 fashion designers that are utilizing stuff so there's been some nice innovative things that have come out of this game I completely agree with you 100% I think the last of us part two is going to be tough to I don't know I'm kind of leaning towards that's most likely going to get it I would love to even though I haven't uh, uh, played it yet but uh, Ghost of Tsushima you know, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Cinematically, it looks it's absolutely gorgeous. It's got a fantastic story. And then again, I'm a I'm a, a Final Fantasy nerd. So I absolutely love the remake, uh, being able to go back and and, you know what I mean? Go and, and play that and kind of relive that with this this highly stylized graphics. Uh, the only thing that's upsetting to me about it is that it's not a full game. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that you can, you know. Does are they going to do that? Can you do that as game of the year? Like that's it's it's one whole game uh, in in four parts. So you know it's like ah I don't know how I feel about it. I've heard nothing but great things about Doom Eternal. Uh, just getting that nostalgic feel, but at the same time uh, it being just a solid game. Hades, I've heard a little bit about. I'm not that familiar with that game. I've heard good things about it though, but. I mean, again, it. I, I feel like it's hard for for me not to say that The Last of Us Two doesn't doesn't win this award. I just think it's pretty awesome that you're seeing a, a more indie kind of game like Hades go toe to toe with like The Last of Us Part Two. I think that's really awesome, Dave. I know that you're no stranger to awards and kind of this kind of season that we're in. As an actor, I mean, how do you approach that? I, it's do how much attention do you pay to this and and how much stock do you kind of put into this well you, you know it's funny um i actually don't pay any attention to it at all <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know um I, you're, you're probably gonna hate me for this i'm not really a gamer i love yeah. the industry i love being a voice actor that's uh that does video games i love the work i love the industry but i'm i'm not the consumer of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love it when I get a great script, when I'm on a game that I really feel uh, strongly about uh, being on gears five uh, over the last year has been a dream come true, but other things like uh, little games like after party mm-hmm. where I get to play the devil. That's a fantastic game. And uh Sometimes, fortunately, I'm prolific enough. Sometimes it's like, what game was that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and often because you're you're working under a different name and then six months, not 
me under a different name, but the game under a different name in production. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out six months, a year later, uh, and nobody's bothered to remind you that they changed the name of the game and you're in it. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you, you, you know, you're, you're looking for, what was that? Uh, project X. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what, I wonder what, what are they going to call it when it actually comes out? Uh, but I love this industry and I'm glad that this industry, uh, is rewarding itself. Um, I, when the Walking Dead game came out, uh, we won 100 Game of the Year awards. I was nominated for Best Performance in a Video Game a number of times. Uh, I was nominated for BAFTA. I got to go to London uh, for the BAFTA, the British Academy of Film and Television mm -hmm. Arts. Uh, got to go to that, which at the, at the moment that I was there, uh, I remember sitting in the room uh, in my pseudo-tux uh, with all the other awardees, uh, or nominees and uh, thinking, wow, this is not what I expected in a career. This is beyond uh, what I ever thought about. All I wanted to do was great work. I, I do much more than uh, video games. And when I say much more, I'm not talking about that video games aren't much. They're great. Right. I love them. But I do commercials. I do TV promos. I narrate things. Uh, I'm in cartoons and I do video games. I'm probably best known for video games uh, because when you are an actor in popular games, uh, you have a fan base, uh, which is also pleasant uh, most of the time. Occasionally you get a, a, a crazy, rabid uh, fan <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that wants to put you on Mount Rushmore. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't hear the beginning of this thing before we got started. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm an actor. Uh, I've been a performer all my life. And the thing uh, we want more than anything uh, is uh, two things. One, to do the work and be recognized for the work. So I'm happy for my fellow actors who are being recognized. I know the feeling uh, when you get to take home the trophy. Um, it's a singular experience. Uh, I remember a number of times that I've won awards, tears coming to my eyes, especially when you are being rewarded uh, by your peers. So uh, this is a great time of year. And I know that a lot of uh, not just actors, but developers, uh, artists, musicians out there that are part of this community that makes these 70-hour movies, uh, this newest and biggest brand of entertainment on the planet. When we think about it, I mean, uh, technology happens so seamlessly now that we really don't think about, oh, I got this very cool phone. Oh, I can do anything. <laughs> you can give me a massage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but when you think about what video games are, these are finally, after all the decades, hundreds and thousands of years of humans telling stories that the person who is enjoying the story, the, the, the audience, as it were, is also a participant. And the mm -hmm. story can change based on what the participant thinks. He can, he can play this story or tell the story to himself, involve himself in this story over and over again and never have the same outcome. Uh, a lot of the games uh, are skill games. And that's wonderful. We've got professional gamers now. We've got colleges that are 
recruiting uh, video game players so they can field teams. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the COVID compliant thing, but uh, hey, we'll figure <laughs> that out at some point. Uh, so this this industry is huge, and it would be ridiculous to think that they would never be rewarding themselves on so many so many ways uh the developers the actors the musicians the animators the programmers so bravo to all the nominees and uh i don't know why i'm not a nominee this year <laughs> or, maybe, <laughs> or maybe i am because i've been nominated and won some prizes i didn't know about oh that's happened weird really when when did that happen well, that was uh, mostly for Walking Dead, but uh, some other games in, in subsequent years. Uh, there have there are so many awards. Uh, different magazines put them out, so forth and so on. And and uh, oftentimes you are entered uh, or nominated, and you don't. Somebody else nominated you, and nobody bothered to tell you. <laughs> I could have I could have gotten a, a campaign. Hey, vote for me. Oh my goodness, we forgot to tell Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I, I totally feel you, uh, you know what I mean? As far as uh, with award shows, I kind of feel in general, that's really more of people in the industry kind of honoring just the accomplish uh, accomplishments and the work that people have produced uh, over the years. So it's like, I've never really been a big... I used to like back in a day uh but like as i get older i find myself watching less and less award shows uh you know what i mean it's like i just i'm just i just want good content that's what i really care about good games and stuff like that that stuff on the back end you know them getting no awards again that's a uh hey man you guys produce a fantastic game so it's like i completely support that and and support people that are are recognizing just so much talent because i mean really again the the industry i i feel is is very much kind of in that infancy where it's really starting to get popular popularized now uh even more so especially the fact that people are in, in more doors or more indoors uh they're on the internet more they're watching more uh digital content and stuff like that so you know, de definitely give credit where credit is due. This should be interesting, though. We'll see how it plays out. There's some solid games um, as far as nominated-wise and, and people that have uh, been in this. So it was a fantastic year, another fantastic year of video games this year. And, and it's only going to get better. Exactly. I still believe the best games are yet to come. Um, uh, you were talking about... Uh, 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 virtual reality games mm -hmm. uh, and that's changing the world and I think we're really at the infancy of uh, virtual reality and video games uh, so you know just you know hang on watch out uh, get your controllers together and uh, do your thing baby yeah <laughs> that was awesome yo what do we have coming out this week Cyberpunk! <laughs> it's here. It is here. It's funny. You know, we were talking. We had this conversation here a couple of weeks ago. I have, I am basically blind to what this game is. I have, I'm not. I, there's not a lot that I know about what the game is, but I am so hyped for this game. Strictly on the fact that that I, I think because because Keanu Reeves, man, Keanu Reeves is in the game. It's like that is freaking awesome. 
but everything else, like I'm, I heard a little bit about it, uh, it being an ARPG, which made me excited. That means character creation. So I get to be in the video game. Uh, I, it, it, it's here, folks. It's here. I'm just so glad this moment has arrived or is about to arrive. You know, this this title had always intrigued me. Uh, but Ryan, like you said, as soon as Keanu was on board, um, there was no question. There was no question I was I was on board as well. I am just excited to finally dive into this world, see what it's really all about. Uh, I've tried to to not watch any of the uh, looks into it because mm-hmm. once you know once you kind of decide you're gonna buy a game, I kind of just try and keep as much of it as a surprise as I can, uh, so yeah. you can experience it as uh, blindly as you can because that makes it for a more enjoyable experience. Uh, I try and do the same thing with movies nowadays. So I'm excited. It's here. It's here. And let's go. It's yeah, this is uh, I mean, again, we've been we've been waiting for this title. It is going to be a a, it is a huge title. It's it's I'm I'm curious to see. I know that reviews have started to come out. Review copies. Obviously, uh, people are starting to play it. They've been making videos. I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to go in as blindly as possible. So I haven't watched any. My initial impression, I thought, was that this was a shooter. Um, so it was kind of refreshing finding out that it is not necessarily a a shooter. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Of course, there's going to be a ton of uh, uh, streamers that are going to be streaming this game as well. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of how this game, you know, from when it comes out uh, to what it morphs into and what people turn it into, that's always the fun part to me. You know, Dave, you've obviously been a part of a lot of big series. When you reach this point in development, when a game's about to be released, that and especially ones that are, are more highly anticipated and have a lot of excitement behind it, what mm-hmm. what is your mindset going in? And and like, do you are there a lot of nerves about when you know gamers finally kind of get their hands on a title and they kind of experience a story for the first time? You know, it, it's funny because the, the process uh, for me is I audition for the for the game. Uh, and then someplace down the line, I either get a call back or I, they book me. Uh, I go in, I'm working by myself. Mm-hmm. I will not know all the ins and outs of the game. I will know who my character is, perhaps what my character's arc is, maybe. Uh, sometimes a character has several arcs. And uh, you've often seen the artwork, uh, but you're always working by yourself, so you're not bouncing uh, dialogue off of another actor. So we get to uh, uh, work with a game in fragments. Mm-hmm. And like I said, sometimes you don't know what the final name of that game is going to be. And then six months later, a year later, um, your agent sends you, oh, by the way, uh, that game that was this is now called that, and it's coming out at such and such a point. Uh, very often... By that point, uh, the game developers, uh, well, they're not worried about you mm-hmm. anymore. They got out of you what they wanted. <laughs> uh, and, it, you know, when, you, when you're talking about Keanu Reeves, uh, I think he's a fine actor and a fine human being. Uh, but there's a little sticks in my craw about uh, the game uh, developers now going after celebrity voices, which they have had limited success with Mm -hmm. uh uh, there are 
dozens of voice actors like myself who this is what we do. We live for it. We love being voices in these games. Um, they've had less success with a lot of the celebrities they've brought in. We're we're used to going in for a four-hour session and, you know, kicking and screaming and uh, being small and big and hurt and gr- mean and green and whatever uh, is called for. Mm-hmm. And uh, all to the point sometimes of uh, damaging your voice, mm-hmm. to give you, giving your all to it. So many celebrities that are tapped to play these characters aren't interested. Uh, They show up for a four-hour gig and leave after an hour. Don't want to do the the efforts. I'm not saying everybody. I'm sure Keanu did a great job. And there's some other actors I know that have done wonderful jobs. But all too often, uh, a lot of us journeymen, voiceover people uh, who have worked for these games day in, day out, week in, month in, month out, year by year, um, somehow get passed over uh, now that, oh, we can get some celebrities. Who needs these guys? So there's a little bit of, eh, um, there's some great voice actors out there Mm -hmm. on a lot of games. And um, the gaming industry, I don't think ever really wanted to recognize us. The fans do. The fans absolutely do. Uh, but uh, I'm, I promise you, they're not paying me what they're paying Keanu. Right. Well, uh, And the other celebrities. And we had a several-month-long strike against the gaming industry just for, well, they don't want to call them those residuals. They finally came up with bonus payments. Uh, I've often told people, well, if if... Um, I were paid what I should be paid for the amount of money that video games make. Uh, I could retire. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about it? Video games, this is the biggest industry in the world for entertainment. More money than movies and music combined. Never been a movie made a billion dollars in a day. (laughs) A lot of games have and a lot of games will. Uh, The people who help make those games. And I'm not just talking about the actors, but the programmers, the artists, the musicians, uh, the storytellers need to uh, be making a bigger chunk of that. Now, you know, television, actors are doing great. Right. Movies, actors are doing great. Uh, it's time for video game actors to do great as well. You know, and I know that's been a point of discussion a lot because I've got friends that that work on the graphic side of things and, and, you know, uh, doing VFX and things like that. And and they've talked about just how the pay is terrible. They work, they grind out hours and you guys are are hardly getting or seeing any of that. And I feel like that's an, an issue within the video gaming industry as a whole. It has not come up to those standards. You know I mean? There's no real like unions or anything, you know what I mean? As far as uh, uh, with that uh, uh, and whatnot. I mean, there's there's SAG and and things like that. But I mean, on some of the other side, well, go ahead. For, yeah, for for actors, uh, we have SAG after, uh, so we are represented. And like I said, we went out on strike. We did not work for months uh, a couple of years ago. 
and uh, we've gotten a lot of video game companies to sign after uh, SAG after contracts. And I know there are a lot of independent companies just getting started, might not have uh, the budgets of some of the bigger companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow, some way in this system that's not just the video game industry, uh, workers of the world need to be paid commensurate with what it is they're providing for you. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, did I shut this down? No, no, you're fine. You're fine. What, what do you think are, are the next steps to, to forward that movement and, and get some more positive developments to reaching that end goal there? Well, you know, sadly, uh, since uh, the people who are the big money and making the big money in the ownership class are not just rewarding uh, the people who are making them rich, uh, out of the goodness of their hearts, uh, basically, I think it's going to be unionizing. So uh, we need an animator's mm-hmm. union. We need a programmer's union. Uh, whatever the job is in the video game industry, uh, those those people should be allowed to unionize. We've had a war on workers for the last 50 years since Ronald Reagan took down. I, you know, you didn't notice it's going to be a political Because <laughs> Ronald Reagan took down uh, uh, the flight controllers union um, and we started having things like uh, uh, right to work states, which really means right to pay you less states. Yeah. Right. Right. To pay you less Mm -hmm. states. Workers of in this biggest industry in entertainment probably need to unionize and uh, like SAG-AFTRA and fight for better wages and better working conditions. And I'll, I'll probably never work again after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I know that we uh, we kind of got a little off topic there. I know I'm getting, uh, just because I, I, I want to dig more into these conversations uh, and whatnot with Dave. R- very quickly, though, I know I'm picking it up. I've already got, I've already pre-installed uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, Lucas, you said you are getting it as well, correct? Yes, uh, I have not installed it yet. I'm not. I know there's some giant patches to get through, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, again, it's kind of you know, it, it, it is what it is. I'm excited to dig into it. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we're gonna come back, sit down with Dave, and get to jibber jabbing. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools that make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for more than 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post 
which means more quality candidates will see it first fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bent Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to those short messages. And now we get into the fun part of the show where we get to chat with Dave. Dave, we could start in a lot of different spots in your career here, but let me pull out and start generally speaking. You know, you've had such a a, a varied career through a lot of years, but specific to gaming, as you've seen uh, storytelling in games kind of evolve, how has that kind of changed how you've approached voice acting in games? Well, you know, when I uh, the first games that I was doing, I kind of thought of them as just another form of animation. Um, and when I look at, look back at my, my animation career, I still do animation, but typically I was, uh, doing adventure games, Mm -hmm. uh, action games, uh, superhero games. Um, and I realized, uh, later on that that fit right into the genre of most video games, uh, adventure games, first person shooters, uh, things like, uh, uh, World of Warcraft, World of Starcraft, uh, some of the early games that I was on, uh, and fortunately, I've been still on on Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, but what I have seen is it, early in video games, uh, when they started storytelling and they they needed voices, well, whoever was available, uh, maybe the owner of the company, uh, maybe his uh, few other people from the company. Oh, God, we got a girl in this one. When's the secretary take lunch? Get her in here, you know. <laughs> oh, we need an old guy. Hey, is your dad retired? Could we? Uh... <laughs> uh, and that was the kind of voice acting that you got. Uh, and little by little, it's got better. Uh, some of the early games I w- was on were Lucas games. Um, I was on a pod racer game uh, and pl- playing Troy Dampner, and uh, the whole thing was in Huttese. Talk about nerdy. <laughs> uh, the, the whole thing was in Huttese, and of course you're racing, so you're shouting the whole thing. And I played uh, three characters, uh, Troy Dampner, of course, and then two other. And all the only thing they changed up uh, was, uh, well... The second take with the second character, I did it in a Jamaican accent, man. You, so he was t- speaking its language, but he's speaking it like this, man. And the uh, the third one, it was, oh, boy, what's up? 
He was speaking, you know, her tees, but, you know, he was homeboy. And, but those lines could have been said to anybody. It was the same script for all three characters. Well, now we are telling stories. Uh, and the number of genres of video games are uh, rivaling the numbers of genres of movies. Mm -hmm. uh, video games are becoming one of the main ways that we tell stories, uh, but stories that are not static. You will not get the same ending over and over and over and over again. These stories can change. Uh, the person who was the bad guy can become the good guy. The person who was the good guy may become the bad guy. You, you don't know. You get to relive uh, the lives in these games uh, in different ways. Wow, wouldn't that be cool if we could do that for ourselves? Right. Wow. Uh, but I, I just see, see the video games as an art form uh, that it's a teenager now. Mm -hmm. Think about uh, how long video games have been compared to how long entertainment in general you know, we we had caveman back in the day, coming back from the hunt, talking about, oh yeah, that mastodon was huge, and uh, you know there was a baby mastodon, Rook. <laughs> uh, you know, telling telling that lie and acting it out, uh, and on through everything else, television, operas, theater, Shakespeare, Euripides, what through history. Beginning the story, middle of the story, end the story, story stays the same all the time. Now, not so much. And you can be in the story. You were talking about a little bit before. Oh, I can be a player in this story. This, excuse me, <laughs> never happened in human history before. It's so monumental, but it's been such an easy intrusion into uh, entertainment in our lives. We don't think about it. People my age generally have no clue how big video games are, uh, what an impact they're having on society. Uh, when you look at, we've got colleges and universities now that have video game programs. Uh, so uh, some of them, uh, you know, Case Western Reserve, uh, MIT, Cal, you know, all the Cal schools have programs for game development. Who knew? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years we're going to have uh, video games uh, in the Olympics. You know, we already know, you know, I mentioned before, colleges are fielding teams. Uh, and esports is a mm -hmm. thing. You can bet on esports in Vegas, baby. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember uh, a, a number of years ago, uh, I was uh, um, several characters in Dota 2, mm -hmm. and I was invited up to Seattle uh, to sign autographs and meet fans as they were having um, a Dota 2 tournament. Now, at the time, um, Dota 2, well, it's still one of the biggest games in the world, one of the biggest competition games in the world. And at that time, the, the prize uh, for a team of five was right around a million dollars. It blew my mind. I didn't know this was going on. It was being held at the convention center uh, in Seattle. 
So you got a room with 2,500 people in it watching these guys on stage, on a huge stage with a huge screen. They're on either side looking at it. And they've got uh, uh, some guys in the middle who are more like uh, the Monday night football. And uh, yeah, oh, that's right. And he's got it. Like, oh, oh, he's not going to get out of that one. It was amazing. It was amazing. And this is still going on all over the world. So uh, just to the people of my generation, if you're 40 and over, you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. Yep. No, I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I totally, I completely agree with that. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, no, you know, again, no, I, I, and I know it is, it's, it's hard to, unless you jump into it head first, it's hard to think about it. You know what I mean? You just got to be about it and you got to experience it. That's where that, that understanding of it comes from and how big and how much bigger is just getting every year it's getting bigger and bigger and more and more people are seeing it like you were saying uh esports vegas i mean that is a thing uh, i think vegas is positioning it positioning itself to be like an esports hub uh so there's a lot of a lot of people taking notice of it there's a lot of people that with a lot of money that they're going to be throwing at it and it's happening now oh, yeah. you know right now yeah Look at the demographics of who's playing games now. Um, when I first started going to uh, conventions to meet fans, um, it was mostly uh, pudgy white guys. Mm. Now it's pudgy everybody, mm. <laughs> uh, in, including women. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time when I first started, uh, the number of women gamers was minuscule. Now women are 50% of gamers, right? which means, uh, and women are much more into uh, the development of games now than ever before. We have women who are writing games now. Uh, so much like movies and chick flicks, we're going to have chick games. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, we already do. Uh, now, a lot of those are, you know, your, your mobile games and, and that kind of thing, but watch out. We, we've got some rom-com games out there and we're going to have more and we're going to, it, it, once again, those people in my generation, you just don't know. You know, and I would be uh, remiss if I didn't ask you a little bit about The Walking Dead. And I, I know that the story of how you came to the pro to that project has been told over and over again. So let me approach it from, from this way. What do you think struck a chord with audiences so well about that project? And did you did you kind of start to see or and when did you start to realize the kind of impact it was having with its audience? Um. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting. Um, they had actually hired somebody else to be uh, Lee Everett, and they had done the whole first episode, listened back, and they decided it wasn't working. And I don't know who that actor is. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, and I got a uh, an email. Uh, oh, hey, um, this is a game. They want a real real performance, real natural performance. This is not cartoony. This is a real person. Uh, for the Walking Dead game. And I'm thinking, wow, the Walking Dead, great show. Um, okay. Uh, and I got a backstory that I'm not sure everybody else got. This guy was a, Lee Everett was a college professor who'd been married. His wife uh, was cheating on him. He, he caught her and the lover and he killed them both. And he's on his way to prison. 
Oh, look. Hey, there's hey, there he is. Good looking Lee. He's uh gotten older now. Long gray dreadlocks. <laughs> uh, and the, his his redemption. He was freed from the police car taking him to prison uh by the zombie apocalypse and his redemption was taking care of this little girl named Clementine who he happened to meet. Uh, because she was up in a tree. Her parents had been out of town when the apocalypse happened. Uh, I think what people related to was that relationship uh, was a person who wasn't perfect but wanted to be and had chosen to do something really good uh, to redeem himself for something he did that was really bad. Um. I remember when we were shooting, shooting, huh, recording uh, the the third episode. And that's when they told me, oh, by the way, uh, Lee's going to get bit and die. And my initial reaction was not the most positive. I mean, I, I didn't tell. I didn't tell them that, but in my head, I was going, what these <laughs> You're going to kill off Lee? Shit. I was looking for three or four more seasons of it. But in retrospect, it, it would not have had the impact that it had on the, the, the video game community and the fans of the game had not uh, Lee died. And it, it was a passing of the torch. And you saw that on through season four, mm-hmm. where Clementine took up the mantle and was doing the same thing that Lee did for her. I think that's what people reacted to. It wasn't a game that you had to be that you had to be particularly facile at uh, using a uh, controller. You just had to make decisions. Decisions that that sometimes were as hard as anything in life. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, do I make this good decision or do I make this bad decision? And often it was this bad decision or this bad decision. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, the the characters were very real. Uh, the story was real. I remember in the first twenty minutes of recording it, I thought, "Wow, this is this is maybe the best script I've ever recorded." The fact that you had characters speaking to one another, that you had different relationships with different people. Uh, so many games, uh, I call them one-dimensional games when I'm teaching. I teach voice acting for video games now, too. Uh, and when I'm teaching, uh, one of the things I, I want to point out to people is, look, you have characters who have a litany of things to say that could be said to anybody. Um, and I won't say that it's easier because it's not necessarily. But once you, you know, know who that character is and how they react to things and, you know, what their their overall temperament is. Um, it's not based on, oh, I got to be tender with this person and I can't. You're, just, you're saying the stuff this character says as the character. Right. When you're playing a Lee Everett, when you're in, in uh, The Last of Us, when you're in so many games now, uh, how you say what you say is based on your relationship with that person and you have different relationships with people and that gives you better storytelling 
And I think that's uh, one of the things that people responded to was the storytelling aspect, the connection. One of the things I heard all the time, still do, people would say, well, you know, I have never been emotionally involved with a video game character before. But you and Clem, I had a thing for. Uh, When Lee and Clem have to say goodbye, I can't tell you how many people... Man, you made me cry. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was, I feel attacked. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm six five and two sixty. I was crying like a little baby. Um, I think that's uh, what has continued to make that game uh, one of the most popular ever. Uh, I still get people if I'm at a convention. That's still. The number one pick people want me to autograph or or if I'm recording some lines, you know, sometimes you're playing different characters and recording in there and it's always Lee. Hey, give my friend a call and, you know, talk to talk to him like Lee. Let me ask you, though, uh, real quickly, what kind of things do you do then? Like, you know, you have this role like Lee. What kind of things do you do uh, beforehand uh, just to kind of like warm up and, and kind of get into character? Well, uh, first, there's uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, um, you get this question a lot. Lee Everett actually was a very easy character for me to play. Uh, I didn't have to come up with a voice different than mine. And all I had to do was to tap into uh, the fact that I'm a father, Mm -hmm. that I, that, you know, I've got people that counted on me that I had to raise, that I had to protect. And like everybody else, you know, there's some dirt I did sometime in my past. I ain't kill nobody. (laughs) Didn't didn't rob no banks. Ain't that kind of dirt. But we all have uh, things Uh, That we regret. You may have said something. You may have been in a bad mood, said something a little too harsh to somebody and hurt their feelings or or forgot somebody's birthday, whatever it is. Now, however big, however small, uh, we all have regrets and we all would like to be forgiven and redeem ourselves in some way. And that's what I related to. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, you mentioned before the break talking a little bit about Gears 5, and you mentioned that was a, a big role for you personally. Can you kind of talk about why why that game in particular um, was bigger for you than, than maybe some others? Well, one, Gears 5 is one of the biggest franchises in the of world. Course. You know, I, I, I've been very fortunate in my career to be in some of the biggest games ever, uh, and this was just another one. And Also, an understanding that, uh, you know, no matter who you are in the gaming industry, no matter how big the parts are, not everybody knows you. I was the third choice (laughs) for this game. I don't know if I should tell you that. I was the third choice. Uh, I I don't know the first choice. The first choice, uh, apparently, uh, I don't know, probably a good actor, but apparently he sounded just like Barack Obama. Oh, and and I don't know why they didn't figure that out before they hired him. Could have been right there in the audition. Uh, but they did some number of uh, sessions with him, and and everybody started looking the, themselves. Apparently, when you know, he sounds just like Barack Obama. That, that, we can't. We have 
this guy. <laughs> this guy. Um, and then they uh, hired uh, a very good friend of mine who's a tremendous actor and would have done a marvelous uh, job at it, uh, Phil Morris. You might remember him on Seinfeld as Jackie Child. <laughs> uh, Phil is a, is a great, not only voice actor, but on-camera actor and a really good guy. And he would have been fantastic, but he booked a TV show and had to go to Atlanta all day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the director actually told me that uh, he said, you know what? You were my first choice. And I, I had told that to the people at uh, Microsoft and they said, who's Dave Fennoy? <laughs> what the? <laughs> what do you mean, who's Dave Fennoy? So they had me audition and uh, and I ended up getting the part and uh, they were very happy and they're like, oh, now we know who Dave Fennoy is. And, and they actually, you know, said, you know what? You actually are perfect for this. I don't know why we didn't hire you in the first place. Yeah, that's what I was asking. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I get to play a, a, a bad a soldier uh, whose career didn't go quite the way he wanted in the past, his backstory. Uh, and uh, he wanted to be more of a, a hero. And now he gets to be. Perfect. You know, and you mentioned the the uh, voice acting training that you do. When did that kind of come into play for you? When did you kind of want to go down that track and help others kind of start start their journeys? Well, I blame my mother. <laughs> uh, my mom used to tell me when I was going to go off to college, oh, you should get a degree, a teaching degree, because, you, you know, you, you want to do all that arty stuff. You need to have something to fall back on. And I'm like, Mom, oh, hell no. I am not going to be grading papers, and I, I need to step forward. Well, if you're doing voiceover work, it, it has become one of the uh, most popular career choices uh, in the world. And with video games becoming as big as they are, um, for a while, you just get people asking, oh, you do voiceover? Oh, what do I have to do to get in, into that? Yeah, How do I do that? Oh, yeah. Can you can you teach me some things? Mm -hmm. So when I started taking seriously uh, teaching seriously, and we're going back um, at least ten years, uh, well, let's say eight years. I had been teaching before that, but when I really started to take it seriously, it was after the Walking Dead game had come out, um, and people had continued to ask me, "Oh, how do I get? How do I do it?" Blah 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 blah. And I decided that uh, I would do a course on uh, voice acting for video games. And I've got a whole course done out and how you do it. Because there's, it's really, well, it's all acting. But it's really uh, on-camera acting that people don't see. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're on stage or on camera, uh, you are in a location. You are in a costume. You are working with another actor that you're getting energy off of. You have memorized your lines. Uh, we don't have that. We have words on a page or a screen that you have to deliver as if you are on stage working with another actor in costume uh, and reflecting what you're thinking and what you're doing. It's, it's so much more than just the words. So what I really teach um, are people how to bring the on-camera, on-stage acting experience to standing in front of a microphone uh, with words in front of you. How rewarding has that been, you know, to 
to help others and kind of give them that guidance that they need. You know, it's amazing. Um, uh, it, it really is much more rewarding than I ever thought it would be. A uh, few things in life are better than uh, you're sharing some information with somebody that they take to heart and find success uh, in, in the career they've chosen because of you. Uh, it's a lot of work they're, they're doing and a certain amount of talent. And uh, most of the people I teach also work with other people in other areas and they're taking uh, TV promos or commercials or narration or whatever. Uh, but video games is a different animal. It It is really acting. It is, it, these are the tenants of acting. One of the, the small prints uh, in my PDF, um, not verbatim, because I probably can't remember <laughs> verbatim, but, but basically what I say is, you know, nothing I'm teaching here is new, uh, but it's specifically designed uh, for the specific challenges of voice acting for video games. Microphone, words on a page, uh, you're in this booth by yourself. How do you make that happen? How do you make that soldier come to life uh, screaming for his life or fighting with that monster or, or whatever it is they're doing? Mm -hmm. it, it, you, it's more than just your voice. It's more than just the words. I like it. You know, one thing I've always been curious about is you. I know that when you're recording a performance, that there's always different nuances that you, you try out to kind of find that right tone that everybody's looking for is there a character that you can think of that would have been changed the most if the the creatives had kind of gone with a different nuance in your performance uh wow you, you know it's that's an interesting question uh i i really think you get hired uh to bring you uh every actor has a little something the way they speak something in their voice um, the nuance of who they are, that no matter what voice they may have created, uh, that comes through. I think about all your favorite character actors, that when you see them, you, you're just seeing them on on stage or on film, uh, you have a, a particular feeling, and then they op open their mouth and the way they say things, uh, how they handle uh, dialogue is uniquely their own. Um. The thing I think I bring is a willingness to collaborate, uh, a desire to be really good uh, at it, um, a commitment to good acting uh, as opposed to oh, just doing a voice, uh, a, a commitment to trying to find uh, the nuance in any character, even the ones that don't have as much nuance written in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that's what uh, the directors I work with <laughs> think about me. That's what they tell me anyway. <laughs> well, I know that you also, uh, you DJ as well, correct? I did. I was a DJ. I was a morning jacket, 107.7 KSOL. And uh, also KDIA, the boss of the Bay, up in uh, San Francisco. I was a morning jack on uh, both of those stations for a number of years in the 80s. And uh, I discovered voiceover work uh, while I was doing It's amazing because now everybody wants to do voiceover work at the time. Uh, I remember a buddy of mine who was leaving the radio station. And this is early in my career. Mm -hmm. I was writing commercials and, and, and trying to get a, a full-time gig someplace. 
And the morning guy came out and I said, hey, man, where are you going? Uh, he was leaving the station. I'm going over to the city to do some voiceover work. I make more money doing that than I do on the radio. And a little bulb went off, voiceover work. Wait, wait a minute, what's that? He says, you know, commercials, cartoons, that kind of stuff. I said, well, how do you get into it? He, he goes, well, you know, you, you got to get a demo. And uh, you, you send that over to an agent and then they, you know, they, they'll represent you and give you some auditions and, and uh, then you can get into voiceover. And it was like, oh, that's all you got to do? Well, I, I, I didn't do anything for a couple of years. Uh, you know, I was at, at that point actually at the beginning of my radio career. So, uh, but it never left me. It never left me. And every chance I got... If I could get myself on something in the radio station, uh, I would do that. Um, at one point, uh, I was working on one radio station, that first radio station, as a matter of fact, that uh, the program director, I wasn't on the air then. I was writing copy and being the continuity director. And uh, he didn't want me on the air. So uh, when commercials came up that I would just put myself on, I had to use other voices. <laughs> so, so I would be to me, come on. Or I might be English, you know. Uh, and he, he never quite figured it out. <laughs> uh, and uh, then I went off, then I got my first uh, gig on air at a little station in Concord, California. And from there, I went to KSOL, then to KDIA, uh, which is a, a, it was a traditional R&B station, AM R&B station. And then back to KSOL, where I did mornings for the final uh, several years that I was in radio there and uh, started doing some things. I was uh, the voice of Marine World Africa USA in their concert series. Uh, one of the first gigs I had voiceover was uh, for uh, the California Lottery uh, and a lot of other uh, little jobs. But uh, I took a course with an agent uh, who was teaching from Los Angeles and she was an agent at Sutton Barth and Venari uh, in Los Angeles. And after the weekend course, she said, you know, you're kind of talented. If you ever decide to come to L.A., we'd like to represent you. And she handed me her card and I went, oh, thank you. You know, I, uh, I just might do that sometime. Right now I'm the morning jack at the number one station in town. But yeah, baby, uh, <laughs> I got your card. <laughs> and I... And about three months later, the radio station fired me and everybody else <laughs> on the air. And I had to go find that car. <laughs> so I, I found the car and I called her up. And uh, Lee, Lee Gilbert is her name. Lee, uh, were you serious uh, about that? She said, put together a new demo. Come on down. Well, they fired me on February 9th and uh, in May. I was driving back and forth between my house in Berkeley and L.A. every week. I had a little Toyota MR2. I would drive that 350 miles on a uh, 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 Sunday night or Monday morning, drive back on a Friday night or Saturday morning. I stayed with a, on the couch at a buddy from high school's house for a while. I stayed on the couch at uh, an uncle house for a while. Uh, then I rented a, an apartment with another guy doing the same thing for a while. And finally, some success came. I was I was in uh, the New Kids on the Block cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was playing uh, Dick Scott, their manager. Yes. And I, I became a, a promo voice for uh, ABC and CBS uh, and was doing uh, some commercials and uh, moved my family down from uh, uh, the Bay Area to uh, Southern California. And the rest is history. <laughs> well, I'm trying to tell him that you're, I think, what was, it? What was that show? Uh, All-Star, uh, it was a cartoon. Oh, 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 Pro Stars. Pro Stars, yes. I was. I was Bo, uh, Bo yeah, uh, 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 what's his name? Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Yes. And I said, Bo knows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bo Jackson, uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, uh, what's the hockey Gretzky. player's name? Uh, yeah, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> do, you, do you? That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> do you think voice acting was always going to kind of be in an inevitable turn for you? Or had you not seen... Had that little ripple not happened, do you think you would have never kind of turned to voice acting? Well, you know that it had to be that butterfly that flapped his wings someplace in China. <laughs> and then all the other things happened that sent me here. You know, I, this was not what I thought I'd be doing uh, when I was a kid. I I knew I wanted to do something entertainment wise. Or actually, I'm not even sure if I knew it. But it's kind of how I thought of myself uh, as an entertainer, a singer, a musician, an actor. Um, and that's just what I was drawn to. I don't think I was the most uh, self-aware kid. Uh, but those are the things I, were, I was doing. I, I played sports. Um, I was uh, good in football and track and baseball. Um and I, my father thought I was going to be a professional football player. But after my first year in college and getting knocked the F out because I was I went from being an average size player in in high school to being the smallest guy on the mm. team in college. And uh, I was going out for a pass. One of our last games, it wasn't a very good school. I was going to McAllister College. Uh, they called it the the uh, Harvard of the Midwest. Uh but uh, we did not field a particularly good football team. and uh, But I, I was on that team, and we were losing uh, by more than a score with just a few minutes left. And we were in our, uh, uh, you know, two-minute offense. And it was my job to uh, – I was flanked off of the uh, tight end or flanked off the – I think it was flanked off the tackle – and I was supposed to, you know, run out about five yards, take a look back to see if the quarterback was going to hit me hard, hit me fast, and if not, fly down the field and try to get that winning – well, it wouldn't have been a winning <laughs> touchdown. It made it just more respectable. <laughs> but the defensive end, Dave Snezeru, I've never forgotten his name. And if I ever meet that mother – he won't see it. <laughs> as I as I turned my head to see if he was going to hit me quick, Dave Snezeru, who was, oh, 6'4", 270 pounds, uh, and he had his whole arm wrapped up, wound up and tried to clothesline me, which means it gets you in the neck. But he missed, and he caught me in the jaw. It knocked me the f out. <laughs> on the tape and I only know because I saw the, the videotape my head stopped my feet went out from under me so it was like whoop, bam 
Um, my teammates came over and said, Dave, Dave, you got to get up and get to the sidelines, man. We can't afford to call a timeout for you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> the referees came and helped me up and pointed me to the sidelines, and I meandered in a wandering fashion to the sidelines. They sent me into the locker room. Uh, somehow I found my locker. I don't know how I ever remembered the combination. Uh, and then they uh, had the boringest guy on the team uh, spend a few hours with me to make sure I didn't fall asleep uh, with a concussion right. and die. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was that was the end of my uh, football hopes in organized football. I, I did play flag football, you know, for years after, but... I wasn't hitting nobody and getting hit. Yeah, no, understandable. It's definitely a different level at that. At that, but I mean, geez, that is crazy. Not only that, but I imagine uh, football was was rougher as well. Uh, you know what I mean? As we, oh, they weren't trying to protect yeah. us like they're trying to protect football <laughs> now. Jeez, that is yeah, that is bonkers. That is bonkers. Yeah, I got. Let me yeah. let me ask you real quick. I know that you had touched on the the voice acting. Uh, uh, just teaching, teaching and whatnot. Where where can we go and find those resources, or how do people uh, go and like sign up uh, to to get enrolled? I am so easy to find. Uh, DaveFenoy dot com. That's D A V E F E N N O Y. DaveFenoy dot com. Go to my website. Uh, there's a little tab at the top. Study voiceover, and you can sign up for one lesson or five or ten. Of course, you always. Uh, We'll get more. Oh, hey, wow. <laughs> you guys are good. You, you, you pulled it up there. Yeah, there's me without the beard. And uh, so you just click on the, the study VO tab and you can uh, sign up for uh, private coaching. Um, from time to time, I'm doing uh, classes. I used to travel the world doing them. I've taught in cities around the country, Seattle, Las Vegas, New York. Um, uh, Dallas, Atlanta, San Francisco. Uh, I've taught in London several times. Uh, last year, I was teaching in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. Uh, had been invited to Australia. I guess it could go down into now because uh, they're not suffering with the uh, pandemic like we are. But um, you know, I'd have to quarantine for a couple of weeks. So, I, but I am doing some webinars from time to time. And on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, I do a free thing called Ask Dave Fenoy Anything. Um, uh, ordinarily, uh, now I'm bringing on guests. This last week, I, it was just me answering questions. Uh, but I'm going to have on uh, Chris Anthony Lansdowne. Uh, she is uh, was the voice of a Barbie for a decade. No kidding. So we, we, we cover... You know, video games and cartoons and toys and narration and TV promos and commercials and uh, technology. The following week, uh, next week, uh, and the, tomorrow it's Chris. Uh, next week it's Tim Tippetts, who is a voiceover equipment guru. Uh, so, and it's all free. It's just, you know, you tune into Facebook 6 p.m. on my page and uh, you can ask questions through the chat. And we have a good time, and people learn something, and uh, and last from six to seven, and then we're out. And then they live forever, either on Facebook or you can go to my YouTube channel, Dave Fenoy Voiceover Training. Awesome, 
That is awesome. Thank you so much, Dave, uh, for for taking the time and and sitting down and jibber jabbing with us. It's been a lot of fun. You know what? No, it's always great because you know people like to talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I'm married, so my wife, yeah, she knows everything about me. She doesn't want to hear me talk about myself. This, this gives me an outlet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Cyberpunk uh, yeah. is the short answer. <laughs> but, everyone's playing. <laughs> <laughs> but but let me let me throw a tease out there. I will have an announcement to share. Later this week, I can't share it now. I really cannot share it now. I really wanted you know, to. I cannot. Yeah, I, I, I cannot. about that. This guy over here won't even tell me. <laughs> we're all, we're all going to be there. I can't wait for the reveal. What about yourself, Ryan? What are you up to this weekend? You know what it is. That's Cyberpunk, baby. Going to be playing uh, Cyberpunk. Actually, we got to finish uh, We got to finish putting up the rest of our, our decorations. I've got a little bit more Christmas shopping to do, uh, but I'm pretty good to go. I'm in a good spot right now. So other than that, chilling out, chilling out, uh, enjoying enjoying the time, enjoying the, the family, and, uh, you know, doing what we do, play video games. perfect absolutely guys thank you so much for joining us on this episode we appreciate it we hope you guys have a fantastic week don't forget we got the game award show tomorrow that's thursday um and you know you know what it is we love your faces